Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Do you smell it? Do you smell it in the air? Do you get that tingling feeling? Something in your bones telling you what's going on? Oh my goodness. It's March. Welcome in, everybody. Unbelievable stuff. What a week. What a week to be talking about Kansas basketball. Really fascinating things to get to here on the docket today. And yes, it is the most magical, depressing at times, but... Overall, amazing month of the year. It is now March. This time last year was a really rough time, but looks like things might be a little bit different this year, regardless of the situation. Hello, everybody. Thanks again for listening. Thank you so much for joining me here today. Whatever day you're listening to it, that's the beauty of podcasting. I am Jonas Nordman. This is the Believe in Jayhawks basketball show. So much to get to. Actually, that's not even the case. We have very limited topics on the day, but both really interesting. Recruiting news here at the beginning of March. And then, yeah, I I just got to dive in and really go head first into that Kansas versus Baylor game. You know I had to. It was essentially the last regular season Game of the year for KU. They've got a tune-up tonight here on Thursday against UTEP, sort of as a way to say we're still playing basketball while the rest of our conference is trying to play a few games because they were irresponsible. But uh, Champ Week is right around the corner. The Big 12 tournament will be starting up soon, and Kansas is playing the UTEP Miners tonight. But that's just part of what we're going to get to. Like I said, recruiting and a whole lot of Kansas versus Baylor. This is the Believe in Jayhawks basketball show on the Believe Podcast Network, your number one podcast network for professionals. We believe in our teams. Do you believe? And here's what I believe. Look, I I guess I, I sort of mentioned it at the beginning, but this time last year, Kansas had just finished off I believe also playing Baylor, and they may have had one or two more regular season games in what ended up being a very magical regular season. We were amping up. We were talking about how great defensively the team was. There was some percolating talk. There was this talk of this virus that was making its way across the seas to get here, but we weren't worried about it at the time, or you may have been, and you were correct. Um, And... Just about this time last year, the world halted, right? So, uh, again, everyone stay safe. I I don't know what's happening in your state, wherever you're listening vaccination-wise, but from what I can tell, looks like trends are going in the right direction. And regardless of what happens, we've got a built-in excuse to stay indoors, right? March Madness is going to happen this year. It's going to be in a bubble-type situation in the great state of Indiana. And it'll give us a really good chance to to stay inside on our couches, 
you know what they say? This is the number one time of year for vasectomies. That's not me just saying that. That's a, that's an actual fact. <laughs> Get those vasectomies. Stay indoors. Ice up. And watch the March Madness. And, and watch Championship Week next week. Let's all go see each other and give each other a big hug and a big smooch on the cheek. Right, we'll, we'll work our way up there. Maybe a handshake to start later on this year. Speaking of vasectomies, Kansas received the signature of one Grady Dick yesterday. Now that is a transition. That one just came to mind, and that might be the most proud I've ever been of anything I've ever done on this show. A young man out of Wichita, Kansas, a small forward who is 6'7", 195, so he is... He's a string bean. Grady Dick, Sunrise Christian. A lot of talent coming out of that school. Bill Self really working the mines down there in Wichita. He's from the class of 2022. So we'll see him in two seasons, right? Yeah. (laughs) I had to figure that one out in my mind. Uh, We'll see him in two seasons. And here's the deal. Kid can apparently shoot really well. Doing a little digging in, seeing what's going on. Long and lean shooter, strong basketball IQ, very stereotypical. But yeah, it sounds like this is a guy who potentially could be a plug and play right away in terms of his shooting ability. We know Bill Self is always right ascent to play guys if they're not getting it done defensively. But his highlight tape, and you have to take those things seriously, right? Uh, because it's not like they can control what's being seen but shows like he's a great hustler, a grinder, willing to get down, very passionate, and and like I said, a very, very good shooter. 24-7 sports, always my go-to place for recruiting news. It has him as a four-star recruit. Not bad. Man, it's too bad Kansas can't get talented kids in there. Number two in the state of Kansas. Who is number one? I have to check this out. Sorry. Mark Mitchell out of Bishop Miege in Mission, Kansas. Who is not declared yet. But Grady Dick coming to Lawrence in a few years. Um, I always like to do the game of where else could he have gone? Excuse me. The videos are blasting on this website. Uh, Where else could Grady Dick have gone? Recruited by Alabama, who's having a really good season. Baylor, who we know at the moment is a top program. Creighton, top 10 team. Good coach, Doug McDermott or Greg McDermott, a little controversial at the moment, said some regrettable things, but he's built something special down there in Creighton and Iowa State, who Steve Prohm has run into the ground, so we'll leave that out of there. But clearly a guy that some strong programs and teams find find desirable, and he decided to go to Kansas. Sounds like he'll be a really good addition. Again, out there, shooting on the perimeter. It'll be fun. Grady Dick. Write in your own jokes. <laughs> this kid is going to be a sensation on Twitter. There's no doubt about that. So start writing out if you're a, your best material. Start practicing it. You got a few years to, to really hone that in. All right. Speaking of Grady Dicks, KU took on Baylor this past Saturday. 
It wasn't necessarily the college game day game of the week, but Dan Schulman, Jay Billis were on the call. It was an evening game, 5 o'clock Pacific, 7 o'clock Central, you know, the old 8 o'clock Eastern time slot. That's primetime. That's a game that ESPN wanted people to watch. And from a Kansas fan's perspective, boy, did it deliver. I left the air last Thursday going, enjoy the game, but don't expect too much. I had seen how Baylor had played against Iowa State. I saw the result. I figured they would be rusty after, what, two, three weeks, if not more, of not playing any basketball. And yeah, while I thought it might affect Baylor going into the game against KU, I figured with them playing Iowa State, knocking some of that rust off, getting their shooting boots back on, they might have had it a little bit more figured out by the time the Bears invaded Allen Fieldhouse. And boy, was I wrong. So, let's get right into the nitty-gritty of that game. It's it's a little bit weird because Kansas is about to play tonight. This is such a 24-hour news cycle. The game last Saturday feels like it's so long ago, but I have to dig my claws into it. The big argument is the two camps of Baylor was rusty. That was not the true Baylor. And then, hey, maybe Baylor didn't play well because Kansas forced them to play badly. To which I say, as the living embodiment of that meme online, that adorable little girl going, why not both? (laughs) Why not both? Because the best story is always in the losing locker room. You can't sit there and tell me and watch that Baylor team If you've been watching them all season, heck, if you've been watching them since last season with essentially the same roster and tell me that was a vintage Baylor performance, that is the team and the performance that we expected from this group, from guys guys like Jared Butler, Davion Mitchell, Macy Oteague, although Teague did play very well. Heck, Mark Vidal was pretty much invisible. So, yeah, to see Jared Butler clanging threes, taking bad shots, to see everyday John Jonathan Chamwa Chachua only play for 11 minutes, only score two points, and not really be in foul trouble, that tells you there is a little bit, and I, I hope this doesn't come off insensitively, but a bit of a COVID hangover, right? Like there's an air of rustiness and not being at their physical peaks. That was clearly affecting Baylor. It's not just from the virus that was affecting them. It was also the weather situation in Texas. Like once they were clear of the protocols, hey, then their state shut down for weather for weather reasons. I mean, I think Chachua is the perfect example of what was sort of ailing Baylor on Saturday. His entire game is based off of energy persistence, getting after it, physical ability, not necessarily physical basketball ability, but asserting his will. And for everyday John, and the reason he's nicknamed that is because every day he brings it is a bundle of energy to only have played 11 minutes and not really have any sort of impact shows you at least for that main cog in the Baylor machine, 
there was still a lot of getting back into the motion of things. On the flip side, though, I I mentioned Jared Butler, right? And what a game he had. Jared Butler, probably a first-team All-American, bona fide first-team All-Big 12, probably Big 12 Player of the Year, if the voters don't just give it to Cade Cunningham for his overall athletic excellence. But Jared Butler, two of nine shooting, one of seven from three-point range, and only five points for one of the best players in the nation. Is that partly rust and just not able to get the wheels spinning? Yeah, 100%. But on the flip side of the coin, where the other argument comes from is, did you see Marcus Garrett play defense on Jared Butler? Ooh, now that is an all-time vintage performance. Maybe his step was a little bit slower, but you had to see it to believe it. Rust, not playing in a while, had nothing to do with the things that Marcus Garrett was doing to Jared Butler. He was on him like fat on Santa Claus. I talked about forcing bad shots. Yeah, Jared Butler at one point had a wide open three and either was so rushed or or he knew that Marcus Garrett was in the vicinity that he pump faked it, took a dribble and forced himself into an even more difficult step back James Harden type of three. That's the mental game. Nothing physical about that. That's Marcus Garrett in your back pocket making you think things that aren't really happening. And the difference this game from opposed to the the first matchup down in Wacky Waco when Jared Butler went off for 30. We all know KU loves to switch their defense on the perimeter. In this era of pick and roll defense, KU can switch everything one through four. And if need be, their centers, and this season being Dave McCormack, can also switch out and at least put out an effort. But for the game on Saturday, Marcus Garrett did not switch off of Jared Butler for the most part. But the game plan was, it was Garrett v. Butler. Everyone else, you're going to have to take care of it. And it worked. So good move by Bill Self. Great job by Marcus Garrett on what was still termed his senior night, even though they have a home game tonight. To take the challenge, embrace it, and put in an all-time performance. And then on the flip side, we know that Baylor is probably the best defensive team in the country. Well, how about the two masterful performances by one, Marcus Garrett, 14 points for a defensive mastermind, and two, David McCormack. Well done, Big Dave. As I'm watching it, I'm sitting there going, this is an all-time performance from McCormack in Kansas history. I'm sitting there, I'm trying to compare it to other games I've seen from Kansas big men. And my first thought before I had to temper my own sort of not necessarily expectations, but thoughts was I tried to compare compare it to a Yudoka Azabuki's performance in this game against Baylor last year in Waco. 
I, I held that back. That was one versus two. And Yudoka Azabuki controlled every single scenario of that game. Offensively, defensively, the whole nine yards. And McCormack, unfortunately, the only negative part of his game on Saturday was the foul trouble. Or else who knows the numbers he would have put up. 20 points, 8 of 10 shooting, 4 of 4 from the free throw line. Only three rebounds from McCormack. That's okay, including a couple or at least one highlight reel block and a couple enforcements on the back end to make sure Baylor really felt his presence. It was a great performance from McCormack. I am always more than happy to eat crow and admit when I'm wrong on something. And David McCormack, I gave the brunt of a lot of frustration early on. Ironically, I was really ragging on McCormack when Kansas was playing well. (laughs) But he has flipped the switch about January-ish. I think the low point of the season, the Nadir was the first game against Texas where he basically didn't play the second half out of ineffectiveness. And from that point forward, it's been a steady climb. And you think the pinnacle of his year just happened against Baylor. Slight dip in game number two against Texas down there in Austin. But he built himself up, and he was the best player on the floor, at least offensively, because Marcus Garrett, what he did on both ends, 14 points with that defense. That was special. On a senior day, nonetheless, against a really good at the time, undefeated team, that was a really special performance. And I pride myself on carrying the water and beating the drum for Marcus Garrett. And, and that was that was a game that really validated everything and put a stamp on a great career, although he can technically come back should he want to. But he's still deciding. And if you look across the, the board, they needed those two games, did Kansas. Because otherwise, the numbers don't really jump out at you from anyone else. Christian Brown, 11 points. Solid, pretty good. Didn't hit a three-point shot, though. Although, to be fair, nobody basically did. <laughs> KU shot 18, well, let's call it 19% from three. Paler, a very uncharacteristic 23% from deep. Abaji had a bad game. Jalen Wilson only had seven points. You know, Bryce Thompson didn't really do the scoring. Although, keep in mind the five-point swing from Dewan Harris. It's a, I, I really, again, Bill Self has, all right, I have to be, I have to tread carefully here. Bill Self, I think, is one of the great coaches that the game has ever seen. I think he's the right guy for KU. There's no one I would have over him. I know there's only one national championship to his name, but March Madness is a fickle beast. But we saw Dewan Harris be the spark plug early on in the year. I'm sure his plus minus was through the roof. We see him have positive impacts just about every time he's out there. And this time he added a little bit of a scoring flair with two of the biggest five points, not of the season per se, but certainly of that game. And the playing times sort of fluctuated for DeWan Harris. 
So, I don't know. I'm just saying. But if you can't tell, uh, yes, I, I do think there was an element of Baylor suffering from self-inflicted wounds. But it's well within the right to say Kansas had a hand in forcing Baylor into those issues. How wishy-washy is that? Yeah, sure. It was both Kansas playing well and Baylor not playing well. I'll meet you in the middle here on the Believe in Jayhawks basketball show. It should be noted that for all the rustiness, blah, 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 from Baylor, they did go on to play a really entertaining and, and a really good college basketball game against West Virginia. So either it all clicked right away for that game against the Mountaineers, or maybe you do have to give some credit to Kansas, who, by the way, I saw a lot of talk online right after the game saying, hmm, I think Kansas has found its identity. They have transformed themselves into an elite defensive team. And I was sitting there thinking, have they turned themselves into an elite defensive team? I just saw them give up a double-digit lead to Texas a couple days ago. But the advanced analytics do bear it out, as Ken Pomeroy does have Kansas as the eighth adjusted defensive team, eighth best in terms of adjusted defense efficiency or rating. Whatever, they're number eight defensively. Top 10 defense. The big issue here is I'm a little bit worried that this group is getting me cautiously optimistic for, for the madness. I'm trying to temper it, but we'll get into that as the weeks go on. Believe in Jayhawks basketball show, Believe Podcast Network, real quickly. I'm not going to touch on it for too long here. I want you to get on with your day, get on with your weekend. UTEP comes to the field house tonight. Again, this is a game that KU hastily threw together. As with all the pr- protocols, all the COVID protocols and the weather issues that have befallen our great conference, the Big 12, Kansas is sitting there saying, hey, uh, some of us actually were able to play all of our conference games. Hmm. And instead of just sitting there for a week and gathering rust, word of the day, it's rust or rusty, they're going to take on the miners. No, they are above 18, not those kind of miners, although there could be a young freshman. Uh, Miners as in you're going to see them in those coal mines or those gold mines. Chopping away the boys from El Paso, UTEP. Kansas is heavily favored, 17-point favorites for tonight's ballgame. I took a look at UTEP's schedule. The only power five or group of five schools that they played were the Arizona schools. Actually hung in there pretty well with a down this year, University of Arizona. Also lost to Arizona State. UTEP is 12-10 and 10 overall. Two and eight in Conference USA. The leading scorer, Mr. Boom or Baum, B O U M, is averaging 18.7 points per game. So keep an eye out for him. Oh, I just noticed. Uh, Jamal Bianami is on this team. 
who I believe, if I remember correctly, transferred. Yes, this is the young man who transferred from Oklahoma. So a familiar face, if you will, as Kansas takes on the UTEP Miners. All right, fun show today. Thanks so much for listening. Kansas got Grady Dick. Kansas beat Baylor. Kansas has, you know, what sort of feels like a a, a non-conference game. Well, it is a non-conference game, but like sort of a December-type feel to tonight against UTEP. And then, hey, it's time to go. Big 12 tournament time, which I love. I love the Big 12 tournament. And then we'll we'll get into the big dance coming up here. It'll be our first time on this program talking about the big tournament in the sky. It's going to be different this year. But it's going to be fascinating. There's no doubt about that. All right. Take care. Enjoy the game tonight. Enjoy your weekend, of course. Uh, and who knows what's going on in your part of, in your neck of the woods. So stay safe out there. Stay vigilant. I'll speak with you next week as we are bearing down. In fact, I may have to double check on the scheduling of how, of how and when Kansas plays, but they may be playing on that Thursday and they may even be playing during my scheduled time to be speaking. So maybe we'll make some adjustments. Stay tuned. But as always, Rock Chalk. One, two, three, and to the four. Snoop Doggy Dog and Dr. Dre is at the door. Ready to make an entrance, so back on up. Because you know we're about to rip shit up. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.